Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcand, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. We're into the final hour here on this Christmas Eve. Hopefully everybody is uh, set up to have themselves a heck of a holiday. I'm sure for some people in the uh, background at 8 o'clock, it'll be, all right, am I going to put the Patriots game on or am I going to watch Christmas Story again? <laughs> Where do you uh, land on a Christmas Story, Cadillac? You're not going to believe this. I've never seen a Christmas Story. I'll tell you what, as someone who does not like movies and uh, yeah. who doesn't go to them, uh, that is uh, not shocking whatsoever. What okay. is shocking is that it is on major cable national television every year, every, year. every Christmas Eve. So where I cannot believe you have uh, not sat down and partaken in the deliciousness of the Christmas story. No, so it I'm, is fantastic. I mean, I'm a Christmas movie guy. Like I've seen, you know, most of your classics, you know, your, your Rudolphs and obviously Elf and the Santa Claus and all things like that. But for whatever it is that that a Christmas story, I mean, I may have seen it when I was like, you know, three or four years old. And yeah. I just never even but I don't remember. Like, I don't know. I don't know the premise of that movie at all. All I know uh, is that Ralphie sticks his sticks his tongue to the to the pole. That's the no, only thing I no, know. No, 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 no. It it Schwartz who sticks his tongue to the pole. See what I mean? Like I and, I literally don't know. Well, this might sway you. That kid who stuck the tongue to the pole, uh, Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, actually went on to uh, make the porno later in. Oh, life. good. Okay. Oh yeah. He. So uh, what time are we watching a Christmas story? <laughs> he uh, he became a porn star. Nice. I don't know about a porn star. He made a uh, a porno or two. Uh, did uh, did old Schwartz for okay. uh, sticking his tongue on the uh, on the uh, frozen pole, and they had to uh, call the fire department and all that kind of stuff. But uh, basically, it is set in the uh, really in the forties, uh, where uh, Ralphie and uh, is uh, trying to get the Red Rider BB gun yeah, from yeah, that's Santa. The other one. And uh, his dad ends up giving it to him, and he does almost shooting his eye out. And uh, the end of the movie is uh, the end of the movie of A Christmas Story is almost so politically incorrect um, that I'm surprised that they air it 
And what? that's a hell of a transition yeah. into two-time <laughs> okay, Super go. Bowl champion Christian Fourier, who's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. He is pr- proudly presented by VA New England okay. Healthcare. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served. Call 844-VA-CARES, 844-VA-CARES. Uh, Fourier, I don't know if I've ever asked you. I'm just going to assume you're going to besmirch the good uh, GD name of the movie A Christmas Story. But uh, where do you land on A Christmas Story? Oh, classic. No, of course. It's it's right up there. It's top ten. Um, I actually watched It's a Wonderful Life last night, and I was about to just tweet something out about it because there were so many times that I was laughing out loud, and I don't think I should have been laughing out loud. Like when he's like he's, he's just there's a lot of one-liners in that movie. I don't think most people can get, but uh, uh, Christmas Story is is a is a definite go-to classic keeper. I guess I'll have to watch it then, Foyer. I've never seen it, so. Uh... I mean, here's the thing about you youngins, like you guys just you're so <laughs> out of touch with reality. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> you're probably. Your your best uh, Christmas is you know movie is probably Elf. It right? is. It's, Elf is the Elf. best Christmas movie of all yeah. time, no question. Oh. Not, so you don't land on Elf. I'm not saying that it isn't. Okay. No, Elf is great. I love Elf. Okay. It's definitely in the rotation. If I'm going to put some three movies in my rotation, it's Elf is one of them. A Christmas Vacation is another one. And then uh, probably the Santa Claus. That would be my top yep. three. Watch the Santa Claus and Santa Claus Two the last two nights. Me and the uh, me and the girlfriend over at the the apartment. So uh, that's a classic. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's talk about this football game for you. Let's cut to the chase. Uh, Wait, there's a game tonight. Yeah, there is. Do, do you, we have? Do you have to, to cover that we? thing? Do you have to Overly cover this game tonight? For you God, on TV? I am I am working with Steve Burton Christmas Eve nice. and Christmas Day. Look at that. So. Oh. Like, what do you guys have yeah. Christmas Day? Yeah, well, we'll be it will be there till around one thirty in the morning, so that's Christmas Day. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, yeah, okay. See how I flipped that on you? You didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah, See that? Yeah. So um, it's these I'm youngins. Go we're out of touch. Nuts fresh. Maybe maybe an open uh, open flame. Maybe like I don't know what kind of Christmas mood I can get Steve into. You know, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh my God, that just sounds like I know. A, oh, I know. Man, oh man, I know. No, it'll be fun. It'll be fun because the Patriots will lose. <laughs> it'll be the perfect opportunity to act like a Grinch. I mean, that's perfect. Uh, that is true. Yeah, when Burton gives you the tough question of "Oh yeah, what'd you think?" I mean, you can just <laughs> I'll tell you. You can just uh, you can take that uh, you can take that one wherever you want. All right, so Fourier, no Hunter Henry. No Juju Smith-Schuster, no Connor McDermott. Does that equal no chance? Oh, Are the Patriots dusty yeah. before they're even on the field? Yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Uh, they won't be able to throw the ball through the air, if any. I was just going to say, like, you were going to say no chance. I was going to say no offense. I just don't even know what the offense is going to look like. like what, is it, what does it resemble? Is it just – does it look like – that Buffalo game when nobody was throwing the football and they were just literally trying their best just to keep it close. That's what I think both teams are going to do. They're just going to like, neither team can, can withstand any turnovers. Neither team can put themselves in a, uh, in a catch up mode type of situation. I mean, I think I called the final score like 13 to nine or something like that. And I still may take the under, you know, based on, you know, both offenses and what they try to do and what they can't do. Have you played on Christmas Eve? 
I played on Christmas Eve. I think I played on Y2K. Uh, memory crash. Remember that? So you're so the whole like, hey, the world's gonna end because all the computers are gonna flip oh, yeah, over. Yeah. That was like a January one game. Everybody was freaking out. I remember like everybody's running through the halls like at midnight, like screaming how the world is gonna end. It was like all the like the police police officers on the floor didn't know what to do because we were all supposed to be in our room. Um, <laughs> so I've literally played on on every single important day. Uh, that there is. So is there? You know, is there? You just get used to it. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there anything to having an attitude of, oh, well, it's Christmas Eve right now, and the kids are home, and I don't want to play, and I want to pack it in, and we have a five-hour flight after this, especially sitting at three and eleven. Like, are those gonna creep in, or are you just once once the whistle blows, are we just playing football? I think you're playing football. I think if you keep it close, I think you will have a desire. You know, if they're getting blown out, I think it looks like when the Raiders beat up on the Chargers. That's what I think it. But mm-hmm. I just don't think the. I just don't know if the uh, the Broncos have that type of explosion offensively in them. You know, I just don't think they have it. So I just don't see it being. I see it being a rock fight because the Broncos want to run the ball. The Patriots are pretty good at stopping the run, even though Jabril Peppers isn't there. So they they got all that, all those. They got all they need to stop the Broncos' offense. I just wonder, you know, uh, if it is a game of catch up, what it looks like, you know. Or what if, like, and then maybe Bailey Zappi gets hurt, and then, you know, everybody's got to start all over again. It is going to be just overall, I don't know, like, just, I don't want to say boring game, but, I mean, points are going to be hard to come by. So, where's the excitement level? Yeah, there. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm with you. You know. Oh, let's talk about the coaches and, and a six nothing game. That oh yeah, be... there. It's gonna be a chess match between two real important guys. Like <laughs> there you go. That, I don't know. Be, I'm not vibing road. on it. I'm. I'm with you uh, on that. However, uh, Fourier, I do want to ask you a question in which you would want to be, or you would be one of the world's foremost experts in being able to answer this question. And I'm not being uh, hyperbolous here. Uh, I have always been – I played one game in college football at altitude. It was at Boise State, and I thought I was going to die in warm-ups, right? <laughs> I have always argued heat, wind, and elevation are the three things that affect football more than anything else because you really can't control it. And with the elevation, it's how your body's going to respond. Fourier, is elevation relative to pro athletes overblown? If so, or if not, can you kind of explain a little bit the you know what you've learned over the years about playing at elevation? Well, I played in Colorado, so we always used to use that as like an asset with the opposing team. And then when I was with Seattle, I played in Denver. I don't know seven times as a as a visitor, and I remember like psyching myself out. Like, we used to psych out other people. I will say, though, it's always like a um, – uh, it's weird getting used to it um, for, like, the first quarter. And then I can – honestly, I, I, don't, I don't feel it at all. There's no effect whatsoever. Um, I, I don't feel it. It doesn't slow me down. It doesn't speed me up. The first quarter was really tough. But then after that, it literally is, like, no big deal. Like, that's it. It's the first quarter where your lungs are – you're trying to catch your breath. It's – it's really challenging, and uh, but after that, if it's all mental, it is 100% mental. All right, Foya, I got one last question for you here. The other day, I saw you on the uh, the old national CBS show on on Monday, uh, and you were talking about Bill Belichick coming back because he is the greatest coach of all time, and I get that. I'm curious. 
the reason they're here is because, or the reason they're in the position they're in is because of, I would say, and I think you would say too, the personnel and the drafting and things of that nature. So if Bill does come back next year, do you give him the the entire ship still, or do you have to move on and try and find a general manager? Um, I would say, listen, if Bill is open to it, I, that I guess if I'm going to play it straight, like mm-hmm. if Bill would open, to, it would be open to giving up some control. Um, um, with the understanding that even though it's uh, even though you're giving up some control, it's still a relationship, and you will have to compromise. But I would say it, I wonder if he's open to that. I do feel like you know he's such a control freak. I don't know how he would actually deal with it. But I do think once they kind of took it away from him, there would be a level of relief where he doesn't have mm-hmm. to be in scouting meetings every day. He doesn't right. have to sit there and. And like deal with all the you know the you know the the you know the college scouts and then the pro scouts and he just coaches he just he'll he, he may be so much happy because he has so much more time he has so much just freedom you know and he's not as bogged down yeah. there's and I don't think you would have to convince him of it first of all I think um, but after that I. Dude, I think I'd be kind of happy. I mean, I feel like honest with this, you. this end of season meeting that we keep thinking and talking about is going to happen between them. I feel like that probably should be the first course they go is we're not going to part ways just yet. Like, will you uh, consider taking a step back in this in the personnel department? And maybe he does just say yes, like you said. I think it, but it also may just be uh, come on in, bring your, and somebody, the crafts may say to him, bring your playbook. Right. You know, like, and now you're, and now yeah. you're done. I mean, it may not be. It may not be any real discussion at all, quite frankly. That's fair. Um, and so, but that's why I think it's just overall fascinating because I'm not really sure what the what the crafts are thinking and if there's anything that Bill has done to change their mind. Uh, Fourier, you still uh, hot and horny for Jake Browning? <laughs> uh, I know he had a bad game. No, I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not hot and horny for him anymore. It's cooled down. Our love affair has, has died down. He, um, you know, we all have those bad ones. We all have those games that are stinkers, and it's not surprising. He's been getting away with a lot. Even the last game he played in when he came back, I think, against Minnesota, he had a bunch of near misses uh, that he kind of um, recovered from. Um, so, But I'm not surprised that the Steelers kind of surprised him a little bit there, especially in that first half. I mean, he was throwing some stupid interceptions, um, and they scored on every one of them. Pretty uh, crazy. Do you have a sleigh full of Fourier's right now? Where are you off to today? I do have a half sleigh. I have uh, three of the five in the car right now, and we're going to have a little brunch down at Newberry Street. Nice. You know, maybe walk around a little bit. Uh, I think I'm going to put Caleb. Caleb's going to wear the Santa hat and ring the Salvation Army bell, nice. trying to raise some money for in that way. Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's, it's time for him to give back to the community, you know? I'm not doing what, that. What, <laughs> what is it that, uh, well, first of all, he should. He's trying to market himself to another team, right? And second of all, yeah, block. Yeah. This right? is what Do charity and block, yeah. and that'll help you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Does uh, the Salvation Army do NIL deals? Maybe that's how we work that, this oh, thing Oh, you in. know what? <laughs> that's, a yeah, real good, that's a real good poll right there, but... Uh, so, uh, what is your brunch go-to? Because I can't envision well, you being in between meals making a choice. I'll do a little bit of both. I'm gonna do a little of both. I'm gonna do a little, probably a little waffle, maybe a little like uh, some eggs, maybe a little uh, steak. I don't know. You know, I'm like, uh, 
I'm, uh, I haven't been to a brunch in a long time. But the worst part about brunch, at least in the city on Newberry Street, is that there's absolutely no parking. I've, <laughs> I've taken a lap four times, and I still can't find a parking spot. Still can't find uh, a parking spot. But you it's took like the car joke. anyway. Where do people park? Where do people uh, park here? I, I don't know. We might have to have a discussion. You and I might have to have a discussion with my brother or the uh, people at that parking company that he works for to kind of get us set up permanently. Oh, my we, God. I think I find a parking garage here. I may have to run some red lights. Well, you know what? So you we'll go, see what go, happens. Uh, go break the law and uh, get Caleb <laughs> going in the right direction there and uh, have fun with all the Fourier's. And uh, I'll talk to you during the week, buddy. Thanks for the time. All right, buddy. See you guys. Merry Christmas. There we go. There goes uh, Christian Fourier. And I can tell you right now, that was not his idea to go to brunch. (laughs) No, you can just tell by the way he goes. He got no parking and we're on Newberry Street. Are you kidding me? He wanted to run down the road and go grab stuff from the the local in in Foxborough. Yeah, right. And stay there versus, uh, versus going into the city. Hey, look, now there is this too. And I tell Fourier this all the time. If he wants to go like... 35 miles north, he knows what he's getting into. He can get the same stuff done 30 miles south in a city that is much easier to yeah. be able to navigate through from where Providence. he is. Yeah, and I don't know why still, he didn't go the Provro. You know what? Well, I, again, it's not his choice. He's just following along. Right. He's, yeah, someday you'll get there, Cadillac. You know what you'll learn? Follow orders. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm already there. Don't you worry about oh, that. One. Oh, very yeah. good. There you go. Yep. Follow orders. It'll uh, it'll just make things smile uh, and wave. You just smile and wave. It's like the uh, the Madagascar, the penguins. You just smile and wave. Again, a movie I've never seen. I don't That's know. That's all that right. Sounds like that sounds like a cartoon movie that would have been the seventh circle of hell to uh, go <laughs> see in the movie theater. What age did you see that movie? Madagascar. Oh yeah. God, probably eleven, ten, maybe. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Good grief. Being in a being in a movie theater full of ten or eleven year olds, like my niece and nephew are, I think they're going to be like twelve and ten or something like that yeah. soon. And I, I I love going to visit them, but I could not envision trying to take them to go see a movie. No, that's tough. Uh, yeah, no, nope. We'll get together one day, me and you. We'll watch uh, a Christmas Story in Madagascar back to back. Oh, there you go. There we go. That sounds awful. But uh, <laughs> we'll get it sponsored or something. We'll do. Ooh, yeah. Oh, geez. God go. almighty. There we go. <laughs> now we're going to. That's right. Now we're going to end up in a Metroplex somewhere. No, you know where we'll end up is. And I, I, you've probably never driven by there. But on 146 in Rhode Island, there is still a real drive in theater. Really? Okay. That operates during the summer. It's, you know, X amount per car. And they'll check to make sure you don't get people in the trunk and all that kind of stuff. But. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, that would be the kind of place that, uh, you know, uh, Ken Laird presents. Yes, a night the at back the, to back. A night at the theater. And then you, you pull up in your car and go go watch. A and it's Gresh and Cadillac on Twitch. That's You just watch us watch there, a movie. There you go. That's that that, that uh, set up by Coop, and he'd be yeah. miserable and all that, too. <laughs> My God. Hey, we've got uh, the games of today and tomorrow to get through in the NFL. We've also had some games played already. Cadillac and I will rip through all of this coming up on WEEI Football Sunday. But now it's time. To- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Trend. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. We're heading down the home stretch of this edition of WEEI Football Sunday. I will not be a part of next Sunday's Football Sunday. Catholic, I'm sure you're uh, wrangled into next Sunday. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be here. I'll be yapping on these airwaves a week from now, doing the same thing about these Patriots. Yeah, I would would think so. It just feels like we're in a a bit of a bit of a holding pattern. Kind of freaked me out. It's Groundhog's Day. So I'm uh, I'm sitting at the uh, at the the home studio, as I used to say, the coronavirus home studio, oh. and uh, I'm 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 looking at uh, Sunday NFL countdown, and my cable system didn't EAS test. Oh boy! And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, is there like bad weather coming? Like, yep, did it's I over. Miss, did I miss something? And no, it was just the uh, normal normal test, but it it caused me to. Pause for a Those moment. things always freak me out. And then I know it's the test, but I'm still like, wait, what's going on here? I think it happened like three or four times the other day on this station. Like it happened like back to back to back at one point. Oh, yeah. Well, that that big storm that came through on oh, yeah. Monday. Like I know on uh, on Sunday, they sent the alerts out there by phones. So oh, it that's was, right. Yep. It was, oh, my God, the floods are coming. And, you know, down in Rhode Island and along the water and stuff like that in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. It was a uh, it was a pretty big deal, but the fact that 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 you know all of a sudden your your phones there and you just get the you're like oh my god what the hell happened yeah it's terrifying yeah it uh, it really does kind of uh, freak you out a little bit so I had a I had a momentary pause there on that EAS test but now I'm back to looking at uh, Rex Ryan and that uh, goofy sweater with all of the yeah who's he got on there Rex well, and um, Schefter Sam yeah, he's Ponder got Rex Schefter Sam Ponder that's a smart move. Um, <laughs> He, uh, I think Randy's I think, on there. I think so, but those guys are on the uh, on the back. And yep. I wonder if ESPN facilitated the uh, making of that sweater for mm. him. I'm you know, he's really leaned into the uh, the foot fetish thing. Have you noticed that? Well, at first, yeah. at first, it was like you know, don't talk about it. Wes Welker got benched during the game for it, and you know that whole thing. But now he talks about it. He he 
dips his toe in it. But um, no pun intended. Yeah, you like that, and uh, he does it like it's like a bit now, which I think is pretty good that he leans into it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he kind of has to. And yeah, I that's think Rex fair. Ryan. I think Rex has also realized he's probably not getting another head coaching no. job in the NFL, and. He's got a really good gig right now. You know, it's not like they're uh, paying him pennies on the dollar right. in terms of uh, what he's making from ESPN. So he's kind of landed in a spot where, like, just don't screw it up, right. you know? Yep, just babble and talk crap about Bill Belichick every couple of weeks. Get yourself back in the headlines and uh, keep talking about your feet. That's right, and uh, hope that someone comes along and uh, hires you. Well, let's get to the games of Week 16 in the National Football League because – there are some coaches today who are very much on the clock. Mm-hmm. And let's start with a one o'clock. The eight and six Colts are going to be at the six and eight Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are benching Desmond Ritter. So they've made a change of quarterback. I really wonder, Cadley, if it's just a matter of time before Arthur Blank moves on from mm-hmm. Arthur Smith. And is Arthur Blank going to be one of those guys? Old school owner. Big respect for Belichick, all that kind of stuff. Might Atlanta be setting themselves up to be in the Belichick sweepstakes if there is one? That would be an interesting, a, very, a funny, really, landing spot for him after the 28-3 to whole thing with them. And they show Arthur Blank on the sideline and Belichick, you know, Belichick beats them down in that one. And then all of a sudden you go calling for him however many years later. Um, I'm looking at the spread right now, too, and the Falcons are favored in this one. Two, six and eight Falcons. With a quarterback change, going against the the Colts, who are fighting for a playoff spot, currently locked into one. Yeah, they're on the road, but that's a that's a funky line to me, which kind of makes me think I, I lean Falcons here. But yeah, um, I, I still I, I'm with you. I don't think they should. Uh, I don't think they should keep Arthur Smith around. I think it's kind of time for him to go. I mean, you look at him running that offense. You have guys like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Rock, Kyle Pitts, who me and Shime love, as you know. Uh, oh yeah, the second the second coming of Jerry Rice down there. Oh, yeah, uh, Chris Shime, and I quote, will change the tight end yep. position forever. The unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean, objectively a talented player, and they haven't really done anything with those three guys with Arthur Smith there. So they need a new quarterback. They need a new coach. As far as Bill Belichick landing spot, I don't think he'd be willing to go there. I don't think that's really where he wants to end up. But uh, they're definitely in an interesting spot, and I don't think that they're going to uh, move on with Arthur Smith next season. And while you might be right on Bill and Atlanta in the end, Bill is not going to uh, turn down any of these teams, and nor will the Crafts, by the way, of any of these teams that want to get into the Belichick business. They all might know, hey, here are the two or three teams that he'll realistically go to. Right. Uh, but why not let everybody come in and kind of uh, jack up the compensation maybe that you could end up getting for uh, Bill Belichick. The 6-8 and eight Packers are going to be at the 2-12 and 12 Carolina Panthers. And really it is, can the Panthers find a way to pull an upset from a New England end? And if you're the Panthers, good Lord, get to the end of the year and let David Tepper make yeah. whatever move he's going to make. Yeah, that one's uh that's a game where it's actually worth watching for a Patriots fan because you want to see them pull off a win. And also because maybe the Carolina Panthers, like you said, with David Tepper uh, emptying his pockets, they go for Belichick this offseason. I know Tommy Curran alluded to that as a landing spot. I think like over a month and a half ago before they even fired Reich on our Football Sunday show. So um, maybe Tepper empties the pockets for Belichick. Uh, the Packers in this game, too, that's a team where Jordan Love looked to be hitting his stride. They beat the Chiefs. They were on like a three or four game win streak at one point. And ever since that game against Detroit on Thanksgiving, after that, they've sort of just tumbled. I think they've lost three in a row. Love looks like a shell of himself again. He's been a roller coaster. 
Uh, Lafleur obviously not really fighting for his job there, but you wonder if they can get themselves back on track. And what better way to do it than against the worst team in football, objectively, in the Panthers? But with them, we mentioned earlier with the injury report missing Christian Watson and uh, Jaden Reed. Like this one's going to be fun to watch because I want to see if they can actually, if the Panthers can actually pull one off and help the Patriots in the draft order. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, a couple weeks ago, when the the Packers were really kind of spiraling before Jordan Love had that uh, resurgence, yeah. I thought, oh boy, if it goes sideways for uh, Green Bay, that might be an organization that would love to have someone like a Bill Belichick because of the way they have to kind of run their organization. There isn't the owner that you can go to and say, please, Mr. Owner, you right, have a right. lot of money. You know, go go spend $100 million in free agency or something like that with, with Green Bay. You've got to do it a little differently. It would fit Bill, but it doesn't look like there's really going to be any changes there. They also have, though, they have LaFleur, like I said. So that's a guy who I I wouldn't want to move off from if I was them. He's sort of that, you know, new age Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay circle guy who has done pretty well for them. I think he has like a an over 70, like 0.75 winning percentage since being there. So like they don't they have no problem with him. I don't think I wouldn't think so. But then again, you're also learning about him post Rogers. That's so. I wonder if the evaluation is a little different. At 1 o'clock, the 9-5 and five Browns are at the 8-6 and six Texans. It really should be uh, the return of Deshaun Watson back to Houston. But, nope, instead it's going to be Joe Flacco against, is it Case Davis? Keenum. Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Wow. Just like we all predicted, Joe Flacco versus Case Keenum, right? What is this, 2017? Seriously. Uh, I love this Brown storyline right now. Gresh, I do. I love Joe Flacco and the fact that he's come in and sort of just, he's taken the effort mentality and just slinging the ball all around the yard for them. Uh, whether it's a pick, whether it's a, a touchdown, like he's just in there rocking and rolling. Kevin Stefanski, in my opinion, is the NFL's coach of the year. That may or may not be because I bet him to win coach of the year last week at 14 to 1. But I, I did that because I look at, you know, what they've lost. And they've lost Nick Chubb and they've lost, obviously, Deshaun Watson. They've lost uh, a few other quarterbacks in there, too. I think PJ Walker was there. And they, that's why they had to turn to Joe Flacco. And they're 8 and 6, vying for a playoff spot. If they win today, uh, that brings them, I think, to like three or four game wins in a row. Oh, them they're uh, nine and five actually. So yeah, that team's rolling with Stefanski, no matter who's in, who's out. I think they've lost some tackles in there too. So uh, he's done a great job with that team, and it wouldn't shock me if he wins Coach of the Year. Uh, let's go to the Lions, who are at the Vikings. That is one of the one o'clock kickoffs. Lions are ten and four. The Vikings are seven and seven in a uh, very goofy looking NFC. Minnesota really needs this victory, and if uh, if you're the Lions, you got to feel pretty good about your uh, spot in the NFC. Mm-hmm. However, there is the all right, you know, we want to win the division. This would uh, really cement the division for Detroit. They're not going to get the number one seed in the NFC, but for uh, Detroit. Set yourself up so that you got one home game or maybe two if you win in the wild card round. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I feel like people aren't talking about the Lions enough at the top of the NFC. You hear the Niners and you hear the Cowboys and you hear the Eagles, but nobody really mentions the Lions. And they, I mean, they beat a, uh, a Denver team last week who fighting for playoff seating, fighting for playoff position. They blew their doors off at home. So. I think that team could sneaky be, you know, pretty good when push comes to shove down the stretch in the NFC playoffs. Um, a fascinating storyline for that one will be if and when 
the Rams and the Lions play each other in the playoffs with Goff versus Stafford. Oh, so that would be interesting to watch. But for this game alone, the Vikings, it was cute with the whole Josh Dobbs thing, and he comes in and wins a couple games. But, I mean, he stinks already now. It's like the Jake Browning effect with uh, – with Cincinnati, they all they all hit their stride. I'm wait or they all hit their I guess their low point. I'm waiting for it for uh, Tommy DeVito in New York whenever whenever that end up ends up happening. Uh, but right now, I just think I like where Detroit's at. I think they'll keep winning, especially against Minnesota this weekend. Boy, it's not ominous. Or if if this isn't ominous for uh, Arthur Smith, they got Adam Schefter talking about Arthur Smith. Oh boy, that, that probably isn't good. Nope. Uh, at one o'clock, the Washington Commanders will play at the New York Jets. Any thoughts on this dump of a game? <laughs> to be honest, not really. Uh, yep. well, moving on. <laughs> yeah, we'll move I'm on. Zach Wilson playing? I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's yeah, a great. No, he's in concussion protocol. I think so. We got. Oh, that's I don't know, right. Tim Boyle. Uh, Who's, who's out there? No, now? Uh, Tim Boyle's actually oh, on yeah. the team now. They, so they it's, uh, him and somebody picked him up. It's Trevor Simeon. That's who it is. Oh, there's Lord. been like almost 60 starting quarterbacks in the NFL this season. It's insane. Yeah, there's. Uh, it, it, it makes us realize that there are some uh, fly-by-nighters and some guys who flash, but very few who can go out and play the yep. uh, position consistently. The 7-7 seven and seven Seahawks are at the 5-9 and nine, uh, Titans. Titans are going to start Ryan Tannehill today, and for Seattle, you, 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 if you lose this one, you know you're you're just rendering yourself useless uh, in terms of trying to get into these NFC playoffs. Yeah, uh, that's another one with multiple quarterbacks that have played Geno Smith. Drew Locke played well last weekend. Um, a guy who I, I wouldn't say I was high on him when he came out, but you know he was a uh, relatively sought after draft pick, even though he fell to the second round. Was in Denver, now he's in Seattle. Moved over there in the Russell Wilson trade, I think. I don't need to give you the entire synopsis on Drew Locke, but he's starting for the – or maybe it is Geno Smith this weekend. They might be going think, back to Geno Smith. I think they are going to – they were considering going back to Geno okay. Smith. Okay. Well, yeah. Locke played well last week. They keep they keeping them afloat, 7-7, seven and 8-8 seven, and a win. I, I wonder what Tannehill brings them um, in Tennessee this weekend because they've they've gone for Levis a few, to, a few weeks now, um, turning to the rookie, so maybe – Tannehill gives him a little bit of a spark, or maybe he just comes in and you know stinks up the joint. I would go with the latter rather than the former. Well, there. I I also hear Andy Hart and Rich Keefe and Mike Cadlick and others who are now of the oh, maybe Baker Mayfield wouldn't be so bad. Well, yep. Baker Mayfield at seven and seven, his Buccaneers are hosting the eight and six Jaguars, and uh, both teams need a win here. I mean, it's plain and simple for the Jags. They they it looked like they were heading uh up the mountain and now it feels like they're kind of stuck a little bit at eight and six uh what do you make of uh, this game with uh you and rich keith sharing a brain on the love of baker mayfield yeah every time i'm on the keith show we i think we spend an entire segment talking about how much we love baker mayfield oh, uh, my God. i am i'm a baker guy i think he's uh he's a gamer and i'm pretty sure if they win today against jacksonville they uh they can end up taking over the nfc south lead and uh potentially finding themselves in a position to win the NFC South this week, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. A tough spot for him to come into. You saw it with Mac Jones, and he obviously didn't succeed at it after Tom Brady. And Baker's done a great job. He's just went in there, put his his head down, and worked. And so I, there was a report from, uh, I think, Rappaport and Schefter this morning that they're going to work on an extension for Baker Mayfield in Tampa. So he might not even hit free agency when it's all said and done. But uh, I like them in this game. They're trending up, Jacksonville trending down. So... Uh, I like to take the hot team here, and I'm going to go with Tampa. I was looking to see what uh, Tampa had st- at uh, at stake in the playoffs, and uh, 
Uh, it looks like nothing. Lions couldn't clinch a uh, playoff berth. Well, they needed a Rams loss, a Seahawks loss, oh, okay. or a tie and a win. So we know that at least one of those scenarios has uh, kind of been uh, blown out. As we move on to, uh, uh, okay, Cardinals Bears. You got anything on that? I don't. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that it that may have some implications in draft order because the Cardinals are up there uh, with the Patriots, tied for the second pick. Obviously, Pats have the tiebreaker, but if the Cardinals can pull off the upset, that helps New England. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, Calamari and Justin Fields. Woo! Your two what favorites. A, <laughs> what a matchup that would be. <laughs> Uh, and then at 425, uh, it is the, one of the uh, last games in the regular schedule. The 10-4 and four Cowboys are at the 10-4 and four Dolphins. And Cadillac, for me, a lot of this really comes down to Cowboys are on the road. They're a different team on the road than they are at home. Yep, you saw it last weekend in Buffalo. Uh, they got their doors blown off against the Bills. Now they travel. They go from the cold air in uh, Buffalo to the very hot air down in Miami. Uh, I like the Dolphins in this one. I, I'm with you. They're they're completely different. That Dallas team is on the road. Um, so I think I like Miami. I think I like Miami after uh, they win 30 to nothing last week against the Jets too. So they they were a team where the last few years it was like, oh, they start hot and they end cold. But they've been fine, sitting at 10 and four, positioned to win the AFC East. I, I like the Dolphins here. All right, Christmas games. The first one, Raiders are at the Chiefs. Uh, if you're Antonio Pierce and you want to keep the job, it'd be good to get yep. a win over the Chiefs. I don't know, maybe if at the end of the day it really matters. And if you're the Chiefs, I mean, you cannot stub your toe here. I know they're dealing with injuries. I know they got problems, but good grief. You cannot lose to the Raiders this late in the year. If you And they might not even still have a chance at the number one seed even with winning out, I'm talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, looking at this one from like a, a point spread wise alone, they're like ten, Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites, and I just I don't like that line at all. I think the Raiders will keep it close. Um, they're fighting their tails off for like you said, Antonio Pierce. I don't know if it's whether to have him keep the job or if they just like what they have uh, with him this season since they got rid of McDaniel's. But they fight hard, they play strong. They obviously are coming off that loss or the win rather against the uh, the Chargers last weekend. And the Chiefs, the, I mean, they're fighting for it. You mentioned a potential shot at the number one seed, but until those wide receivers and like Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez Scantling can get out of their own way, I don't see how they blow out a team again. So I, I like the Raiders on the number. I don't know if they'll win, but I think this is going to be closer than the ten and a half point spread that they have posted right now. And then uh, tomorrow at four thirty, the Giants are at the Eagles. Uh, Tommy hey, Cutlets. Divisional familiarity. Maybe there's a little something there, but at the end of the day, uh, the Eagles know they need a uh, yep. a win, and they will at least know whether they can take the division back because they'll have the outcome of that Cowboys Dolphins game. Exactly. Um, which I mean, like we we both said, we think Dallas loses that one, but even mm -hmm. still. Um, they need it. You're right. They need a win. They start ten and one. They're now ten and four, tied with Dallas. Um, they need to get themselves going. They've just been. It's just been like mistakes. And I was listening to Jason Kelsey talk about it himself uh, on his podcast earlier this week. Just they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're the same team, same talent. Um, and they're just all of a sudden they've gotten sloppy with it. I don't know if it's a uh, a cockiness thing with them. You know, coming off being NFC champions and whatnot, but. Uh, they need to get it together, and I think they will this week um, against the Giants team, who I mentioned earlier, Tommy DeVito, playing good football as their third quarterback this season, but he's going to hit his ceiling at some point, and then he's just going to fall back to earth, and I think it could come soon, uh, and it might happen against this Philly defense. Hearing both Kelsey brothers talk the way they did about Bill Belichick was yeah. uh, rather interesting to hear 
uh, not Travis, but Jason Kelsey, sort of read the story setting up that, you know, hey, Bill will be the top candidate. And I do believe Jason Kelsey, uh, his quote was, well, no ish. Uh, of course he's going to be. And then both Kelsey brothers put uh, Belichick over in a, a big, big way. That also leads us to the main event on Christmas night. The 11-3 and Ravens are at the 11-3 and 49ers. Game of the I week. Game of the year, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, both one seeds, uh, both teams playing extraordinary football. Two teams where you can't really find a flaw. Like, I guess the flaw with San Fran is, in theory, the quarterback, but Brock Purdy's playing great football. He he runs that ship uh, perfectly for them. So oh, It goes to show that you can find a quarterback yeah. in the seventh round if you really want to there. Yeah, the one, one that gets paid less than Caleb Williams on a year-to-year yeah, yeah, yeah. basis. Uh, yeah, that's right. I can't wait to spin all the draft narratives yeah. around for these uh, lone examples of guys who have been like, you know, fifth-round quarterbacks or seventh-round quarterbacks or – you know, why do I got to draft Marvin Harrison when right. I can find a Puka Nakua for crying out loud? Yeah, no, I'm with you. But, I, uh, I digress. No, I, I uh, this is going to be an awesome game. Again, two two powerhouses in the league. I just, uh, if you're looking for a bet in this one, I always go for points. It, it probably and usually doesn't hit because both defenses are nasty too, but root for fun, root for points. This one's going to be exciting to watch. Well, you mentioned uh, the bets. We will give you a couple of uh, picks and a prop on our way out the door as we wrap up a Christmas Eve edition of WEEI Football Sunday. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. One more time. Here we go. <laughs> For the last time on WEI, Mariah Carey. All right, a couple of picks and a prop to get out of here on uh, WEI Football Sunday. Wow, that, that, the music just disappeared quickly there. Holy We got to get to it. We got to get our bets in. Um, all right, so we know we got a, uh, a pretty healthy slate of games to uh, pull from today. Catholic, I'm going to start with... Um, I like the Jaguars over the Bucks, but I know it's Jags minus one. So uh, instead of laying a point where it's if you lay the point, it's minus one ten. Sure. If you if you just take the Jags to win on the money line, it's minus one fifteen. I'm going to go Jags on the money line to beat uh, your uh, Baker Mayfield led Buccaneers. I was just going to say that feels like a shot against Baker here, but 
I, I digress. Oh, you no, know what? No, no, pure, pure opportunity. The Jaguars are better than uh, the Bucks. <laughs> I think the uh, I think the value on the Jags is kind of down a little bit because they've Fair. taken it on the chin. And I know that Lawrence has been playing hurt, but uh, no. And and I will say, uh, Doug Peterson or uh, Todd Bowles. Um, I would I I lean Doug Peterson in that battle. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go to that uh, Dallas versus Miami game for my first bet. Uh, and I'm going to take the over 48 and a half. I, I look at this Miami team and the way they put up points every single week. And I look at Dallas, who coming off last week's stinker against the Bills, need to get themselves back on track. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout-ish in that game. And I think I like over 48 and a half. Well, I got to get the Patriots in here somehow. Oh and uh, I'm going to go Patriots-Broncos under 37. Easy enough. Right now... Uh, that's at minus 115 on the under. The over is uh, weighted to minus 105. Uh, Broncos are minus 340 on the money line, but uh, 37 feels right. I'd love 37 and a half, but give me the under in the uh, Patriots-Broncos game. All right. Uh, for me, I'm going to go to that Packers-Panthers game, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but I, I, I wonder if it actually hits. I'm going to take the Panthers with the points, plus three and a half. They keep it close against a struggling Packers team. They don't need to play for that number one pick, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Panthers on the uh, on the plus three. three All right, three. Callie, it's been fun, buddy. Have a uh, have a great holiday. Great job by uh, you. Great job by Nico running this thing. Thank you to Andy Hart and Tom Curran and uh, Fitzy and Christian Fourier for jumping in. Enjoy football today you and as well. tomorrow on WEI. Callie, have a great one. I'll uh, talk to you next year, friend. Yes, and, we uh, will. Merry Christmas, have everyone. a great holiday. There you go. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.